There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. How are we doing, Jim Price? Good, good, good. We got the rain coming down. Yeah. America All needs right. a little rain. I think That's good. right. America needs a good old rain and thunderstorm. Last night, man, it was crazy. I was doing the show last night, The mm-hmm. Daily Dose, and uh, I had some thunder in the background. It was like... Right? When it got louder and louder, the house started shaking. And it didn't stop for like a minute and a half. I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, that was some crazy thunder, man. <laughs> just was, kept rolling was, in. Oh, yeah. I just kept Thought on rolling and Garth rolling. Brooks and song. I'm like, whoa. I said, you know what? The storm is here. Oh. Really? And, and, you know, you got to wonder, is the storm really here? And what do I mean by that? I'm, I'm talking about the metaphorical storm, Jim Price. Right. The metaphorical storm. You know, it... it Nothing in this world makes sense anymore. Absolutely. We had an earnings report that comes out today. Okay. Right? Yeah. And and what do we see? We see big earnings, significant beats across the board. Microsoft, um, 30 cents above expected. Google, 10 cents above expected. Visa, General Motors, Coca-Cola, all beat their expected. Wow. Okay. That's nice. Unbelievable. Yeah. And... Then, then we get this report. New home sales have exploded in September. Well, of course, at eight nine percent interest, why wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. You so, got to walk me through some of that. But anyway, keep going. Well, yeah. but, but think about this. So, home purchase applications tumbled two point two percent week after week to one hundred twenty seven, the lowest level since nineteen ninety five in right. September. The mortgage rates hit eight percent for the first time in twenty three years. Okay, keep that in mind. It was a surprise that the new home sales were expected to rise 0.7% month after month. Uh-huh. Okay. Point new home seven. sales soared 12.3%. 12.3% in September. This is the biggest month-over-month rise since August 2022, smashing the year-over-year sales that were up 33% last year. So everybody now, was holding back until it got to 8%. Look, if it, once right, it hits like, 8, man, I'm Man, we're at 65 I got to wait till that 8%. <laughs> no, you know what I think it is, Jim? Okay. So number one is it's home builders, right? Right. So what do home builders have the ability to do? Borrow money. True, yes. They, they have the ability to issue capital. Oh. Now, they don't traditionally go through normal financing, so they're not going to go through a bank. They're utilizing private capital. So lend, or builders typically can lend at way less of a percentage rate than a traditional mortgage. So if your mortgage is at 8%, a, a, a builder can mm-hmm. most likely get you a 5.5% rate loan. Or they can do an owner carry. That's right. So the bank themselves. If we go back a few months ago or even a year ago to when I talked about this, I said that home sales are going to move towards private capital. Private capital is going to swoop in and they're going to be able to offer home loans at much less a percentage rate 
because it's still high enough to where the private investor is going to get a really good ROI. Mm-hmm. But now the banks are going to lose out on that capital, on that oh. capital generation of mortgages. Why and then everything is going to move towards privatized capital. Josh, why would we go away from banks? They've always been our friends. I, uh, I'm just astonished. Well, <laughs> it, it, it goes back to the Bank of International Settlements and what they uh-huh. put out a few months ago called your unified ledger framework to where – uh, financial institutions and other types of institutions can create privatized digital currencies. And what I said is that the traditional banking structure, economic structure that we utilize is going away. What's going to happen is you're going to see these large financial institutions create their own financial infrastructure and then bring their membership users into that financial infrastructure and support and sustain it that way. To where you'll have complete communities owned by large financial institutions to where when you take out a mortgage, the traditional mortgage will be 8 9% high interest rates, high inflation, but you can use their internal cryptocurrency, digital currency, privatized digital currency at 3% for a mortgage rate as long as you are buying their cryptocurrency or exchanging your dollars for their cryptocurrency every month. And right. then what's going to happen is in that community – You'll have retail stores that accept all of that new privatized cryptocurrency. Mm. What's that do? That generates them massive amounts of transactional profits every time that you make a transaction within their blockchain. Not only that, is it gives them direct control over your finances because guess what? Now you're talking about programmable money. Now you're talking about if they wanted to shut you down, all they have to do is shut you down. That's it. So we can create that parallel economy by actually going and financing ourselves. Is that what we're saying we could do? We could walk away. We don't have to worry about them turning off our currency (coughs) because why would a why would the guy who's selling my house and these things take that away from me? Because he wouldn't want he wants my success, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, what a that's a humanitarian way of looking at things. I mean, this is what we've been looking for all along. Imagine if we did that, though. Imagine if we just said to the banks, "We don't need you." What would what, how what would you see the rate interest rates doing? They'd be plummeting, wouldn't they? Because they're not making that they need to make that money on those mortgages. And if everybody started walking away doing other things, wow. I think it's good. It's good stuff. That I didn't realize that whole housing jump though. That's a really amazing thing. That really is. That's right. So, so found a better what way. we're seeing here is a transition of the economic system that nobody's seen. I talked about it last week on this show with Dr. Kirk Elliott, and he goes, you know, Josh, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing this. I mean, the, the housing market increased t- 22%. That's absurd. Where yeah. are people getting the mortgages? Nobody's out there taking out 8% mortgages. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're going to the home builders and they're taking out five and a half percent mortgages. And these new homes are selling like hotcakes because I don't know if you realize this, but a home builder charges a little bit of a premium price on a lot of those homes. Well, yeah, that's uh, so they make their money on the build, sacrifice a little bit. You know, they make a little bit on the build or they're making their money on the build, but then they make it on the continuing payments as well. I mean, that's what, uh, it, hey guys, I mean, if you go into a trailer park, and I don't, I'm not trying to drag this conversation down, but that's what they do there. They have all these units, you bring a down payment in, you make the payments and you leave, well, they still have the unit. Well, the builder, he's got, the, he's got you know, his profit margin built into the build of the house, 
charging you a premium. If you don't do it, he kicks you out, sells it back. He still has that tangible asset that, that gains value year after year. It's a good business model. It's the same thing the banks are doing, but just doing it at the built level. It's pretty brilliant. Well, it is brilliant, but it also organizes a new system of control. And that's where the concern for me comes in. The good thing is, is that the unified ledger framework mm-hmm. allots for privatized digital currencies, and it doesn't bring about any indication of licensing or regulation upon them, except for the integration or what they call in cryptocurrency, the interoperability of clearance. And this means that that all transactions of a privatized digital currency would have to clear through a central bank digital currency. So yeah, you might be internal to JP Morgan Chase using their internalized cryptocurrency and you're exchanging that back and forth, but that transaction is being cleared every day in a central bank digital currency. You're just not seeing it and you're losing one thousandth of a, a dollar or one thousandth of a penny Right. Every transaction that that happens, and you do that a billion times a day, and they're mm. making millions a day. Right. Did you hear anything of that stuff about the FTX and the uh, Ripple and all that stuff? Did that ever? Are they? Are, is the SEC actually allowing cryptocurrency to go mainstream? I say allowing. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Well, BlackRock just uh, got their their ETF approved, which went live the other day. That's why we're seeing this boost in cryptocurrency. Right now. BlackRock has been buying up massive amounts of Bitcoin. Hmm. Now, they do control some level and degree of the market right now. Probably, I'd say, about 3 to 4% of the crypto market. Um, right. I think that this is going to be very, very short-lived. I don't think that this Bitcoin bull run is going to last very long. And the reason I say that is because cryptocurrency is as manipulated as the traditional markets right now. And so what we're seeing is kind of... Imagine this. BlackRock goes out there, buys $5 billion worth of Bitcoin at $20,000. Okay? They release their ETF, and they start peddling this to their investors. Right. Bitcoin goes to $35,000. What's the profit margin BlackRock has on uh, a Bitcoin at that point in time? Was that 15 grand each time? Yeah, 15 grand each Bitcoin that they just bought. But that's so, the, that's if they didn't secretly buy a bunch of it when it was a lot cheaper and were holding right. it quiet so and then if you, sell it at the premium. Go ahead, sorry. So if you doubled your investment, yeah. if you doubled the amount of money that you just put into an investment, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to keep going, man. You're you going to sell it. your investment off. Yeah. You're going to sell it off, buy it back. At a lower price, you're gonna you're gonna bring it up to about forty thousand, and then you'll drop it to twenty eight thousand. You'll buy back it at twenty eight thousand. You'll <laughs> pump it up to forty two thousand, and you'll sell it off again. And you'll wait to massive economic strides in order to do that. So we're seeing one come here in November, guaranteed. Yep. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, sir. Now, now, Jim, huh? there's been a r- lot of rumors out there mm-hmm. that China owns politicians in the United States what? and controls this country. That's crazy. Who would think that? Um, absolutely. Well, the thing is, it's it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's a little bit of um, 
it's a little bit of they own them, um, but they also don't know what they have on them. Does that make sense? It's like, well, true, true. Um, you know, today uh-huh. is an interesting day because Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, oh, is in Beijing, China, with Chinese President Xi Jinping. He's running for president. He is. Chinese, <laughs> he's there. Chinese officials that discuss climate change, economic development, cultural exchange, and human rights concerns cultural and exchange. democracy. It's like, like we just discovered China. We're going to go do a culture exchange with China. We just met these guys. They got some neat stuff. They got like dragons and tigers and things. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Cultural exchange. Come on, guys. That is so, that's like, that's so 70s. That's not even, that's like, come, all right, sorry. I apologize. <sighs> so Gavin's running, huh? Who's going to, who's he going to pull in with him? You think he's going to oh, let know. Camel, Camel will do it? No, I, I think that if Gavin runs, he needs a female top contender. And I think that there's one person for that job oh, who's on Mike. the campaign trail already, just hasn't announced. Big Mike? Nope. No? Who's, who's on? Who is a. Uh, Hillary? Uh, oh, come no. on. Yeah, she has actually been hitting the uh, interview circuit lately pretty hard. I, I guess that is real, huh? Yep. She's been showing up more and more in her little clips of Trump just never accepted his defeat. <laughs> well, it, here she comes. She's co- it, it could be Clinton Newsom. Clinton Newsom. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. She brings him along as the for the governor uh, stuff. Quite honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you right now. Mm-hmm. She is the only candidate in yeah. 2024 that could run against Donald Trump. Ugh, that's gross. Like, I, here's the thing: is it's not even a competition. Right. Donald Trump is going to clean the floor with anybody. Oh yeah. But she is the only um, hyped up candidate that could contest against Donald Trump, and she's mentally cosmic. We can understand that she can get on the floor and debate, and right. she's probably even more mentally clear than Donald Trump. Right. Okay. Yeah. But. And then now she also has his 2016 to 2020 um, presidency to ridicule him on. Uh, impeachment, impeachment, Russia, 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 stolen, all that stuff. People so, turning against him on their uh, the trial in Georgia. Right, like, right. Yeah. So she could be the prime candidate for 2024 for the Democrats. You know, I'm not, I, even af- I'm not afraid of her. I just don't like watching her. She just re- – like – she is an end of human being is just tough for me. to watch. It's Listen, even... I, I will be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. If she wasn't evil and corrupt, mm-hmm. she would be a good person. <laughs> wait, wait, if she wasn't a complete uh, bag of crap, she'd be, she'd be a good person. Well, yeah. I if she know. wasn't a Satanist and going to Jeffrey Epstein's Island and, um, you know, selling you know. out ambassadors in Benghazi and, and yeah. former Navy SEALs and allowing them to get killed. And, yeah. and she wasn't making backdoor deals with Russia and China and Ukraine Getting to enrich herself. She would be a good person, Jim. <laughs> if she wasn't who she is. <laughs> well, she is a charismatic individual who tends to be articulate, and I those are no, yeah, and that's yeah, what I mean. But, but other than she, that, yeah, she's a she's a dirtbag. <laughs> she she's not a she's not an actor like Barack Obama. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, Right? Yeah. She wasn't trained to be the type of personality she is. Right. And there's something appeal. There's something very appealing about Hillary Clinton. She's authentic. She's, very, she's authentic, very well spoken. She's yeah. got uh, a demeanor and an attitude to her that is absolutely leadership. Right. The problem is, is that she's an evil SOB. <laughs> Like that woman just... would probably like stab her own child in the back. Oh yeah, in a to, second to retain another year of life. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. There's no hesitancy there. And well, okay, cool. Um, well, so yeah, so we we're, so you don't think uh, Big Mike's gonna make it, huh? I I, I don't know if it no. Has been... I, listen, you, you know what? You have Senator Menendez of New right. Jersey, um, who still hasn't resigned yet. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, who's going through, who's just been indicted. He's got the bribery charges with Egypt, taking the gold bars and all that stuff. Um, Once he resigns, and I think they're waiting for a bigger distraction to come in, you'll see the New Jersey governor actually assign uh, Michelle Obama to that senator seat. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, you know, that's one of the things I asked about uh, the trips with uh, Hunter and Dad back and forth to China. I said, I don't care what it is that they were doing there. I want you to weigh their luggage. I want to know what their luggage weighed going to China and coming back from China because I want to know how many gold bars they put in their suitcase. I asked that back in 2019. Uh, that was my question. It's like, you know, we keep seeing these wire transfers of cash. I want to know the artifacts and gold bars or, you know, swatch watches or whatever it was they, you know, remember swatch watches? Anyway, uh, that was... Uh, I think I think that that's where the gold bar thing. I think that might be the tip of the iceberg to really get us to normalize to see where Joe and Hunter were really pulling in assets is in actual tangible assets that we like. We talk about here: silver, gold, and brass, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a thing. Uh, it, it, it's a good possibility, man. It, yeah. It's absolutely a good possibility. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I, I you know, guys, the you got to remember the court of public opinion is what's taking us so long to get anything done. I mean, if you look at if you look at the other side and listen to any of their supporters and stuff, they are they have no idea what we're talking about on this show. If they were to listen to this show today, they'd be like, "What? Why are you guys just making things up?" I mean, they really would. They would just be like, "What? What? No, this uh, no Joe doesn't hasn't done that. Hillary's never done anything wrong. She's as pure as driven snow." And yet, you know, we are over here giving example after example, but the the other side really doesn't has they have literally stayed on the legacy media tea to say hey this is where we get our information from only that's uh that's what we are fighting out there mm-hmm. toward a public opinion oh um looks like they're gonna do a house uh they're gonna try to do a house election today here in about an hour 30 minutes they're gonna do some more voting on the floor That'll work i, I well. think so i think so and it looks oh like, your boy uh, fell out did you see that my boy yeah the minnesota guy he's out Oh, Tom Emmer, yeah, Tom. Yeah. He he didn't last. He was like twelve hours. <laughs> I got staying power. <laughs> no, you don't, buddy. Uh, so who who are they throwing out there now? What's the next? Um, is this a Louisiana guy, Mike Mike Johnson? Uh, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Yeah, yeah. This and Trump is coming out in support of him. Really. How come we haven't heard of a couple of these? I have Mike Johnson. I guess. I mean, I like I like. Uh, I think Kennedy out of Louisiana would be an amazing, <laughs> but he's a, he's a senator, isn't he? Is he a senator? Yeah, yeah. God, he'd be. Can you imagine him as speaker? Oh, that would be breathtaking. <laughs> Do you imagine him being a speaker? 
Yeah. Now the the Kennedy out of there, Kennedy out of Louisiana. I always like his little quips about, you know, <laughs> what are the two things that did, don't or what are uh, Christmas decorations and Epstein, two things that don't hang themselves. <laughs> he said that in a committee meeting. It was like, yes, this is great. So you, yeah, that would be awesome. But anyway, uh, we could all have uh, we're gonna have hopes and dreams, right? We can have a little bit of little dream here and there. Well, that's good that he came out. Trump came out and supported him, so we might be able to get dream somewhere. A little dream, yeah, a little, little bit of that. Um, well, we do have our bottom of the hour. When are we gonna come back with more of? Hey, has anything happened? Did we blow up anything in Israel last night? Was there uh, a- well, let's talk about that when we come back. I mean, you know, okay. what's going on in Israel is. Um, Guys, it's one of the largest psyops that have been played on the American people for a very long time. We'll get into that here in a little bit. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Roger that. So, listen to this joke. Uh Israel has delayed. The oh, yeah. ground assault in Gaza. Okay? Yeah, I know this one. <laughs> so that the United States can go ahead and ship missile defense systems all around the Middle East before things escalate. Yeah. You know, whatever happened to, like, loose lips sink ships and keeping military plans secret and all this stuff? Uh-huh. Like, you know, okay, guys, we've made our decision on what we're going to do next militarily. Uh, go ahead and let the media know that we're going to attack them from the front on this day at this time. Yeah. Like, are we going back to the old warfare method where, like, in the ranks they march up and they stand across from each other and they shoot at the front line? Because um, that's kind of what this is This is like, is it not? Uh-huh. No, absolutely. And this is what, remember, Obama said, though, by the 15th we're going to do this. Remember that whole thing? He was telegraphing all of our moves. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. But it's like, all right, uh, Hamas and Iran, so uh, we're going to target you here, here, and here, and uh, we're going to do our ground assault on this day at this time. And now Hamas is out there like, okay, guys, on the the 31st, make sure that we have all these (laughs) troops ready at this point, this point, and this point. And then they go in there and they get absolutely racked and they're like, what happened? It was a complete failure in leadership and breakdown. And CNN is reporting this as it's happening. I mean, like, come on. Like, why are we learning about military plans and and all this stuff? It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think that's how we do that. I don't think that's how – I don't – yeah. (laughs) I haven't been to the military college there in Leavenworth, Kansas, but I would say that – that's not how you do military. <laughs> <laughs> if, I'm, yeah. if I'm playing like, what was it? Remember the uh, board game Risk? You know, like, hey, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to go and attack you over here to make you weak over here so I can then take over your property. That isn't, that's not how that works. So, Jim, I'm going to go into Kursikstan on the game of Risk. <laughs> and uh, just let you know, in five moves, I'm going to invade there with 300,000 troops. Yeah. So just, uh, just an FYI on just that. Yeah, don't build up the next two moves. Jim backs up his defenses. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to do that now, Jim. Yeah, let me put some missile defense systems throughout the rest of the Middle East before I do that. (laughs) Right? Uh, We are. It's just absolutely absurd, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like that doesn't. uh, Have we really come down to this? 
Yeah, well, because okay, well, again, well, let's go. Let's go. What's the definition of a leader? What do we think of as leadership? Well, too many times in leadership, it's whose turn is it, right? Well, it's Hillary's turn. Oh, it's Barack's turn. Oh, it's Joe Biden's turn. It's not truly who a leader is, and we don't know what leadership looks like because of all the woke agenda crap that we keep doing over and over again. It's just unbelievable. Um, that's why we have non-leadership in this. That's why they're out there telling this stuff, because they don't have true leaders. You think Patton was in there telegraphing his stuff? Wasn't he mad like when the newspapers were you know, talking about where he was too much and saying, you know, giving away his location to the enemy. I mean, Patton was, was talking about this stuff in World War II, but again, we don't, we don't talk about what leadership really looks like. Mm. Well, what is leadership then, Jim? Well, okay. This is a, this is a Jim Price quote and I, uh, this, you know, allrightsreserve.com or whatever, <laughs> sorry, whatever it is. Um, let's see this. I wrote it down here. Don't, don't go anywhere. Um, a leader. Okay. So I think I I'll have to just paraphrase it. Oh, here it is. I got it. A definition of a leader is not the guy in charge, rather the guy you want to follow. And a, and a, hmm. a leader will inspire you to go and accomplish things and do things and maybe even put yourself in harm's way because the risk reward that they have shown you causes you to act. You you become bold. They want you become somebody. You know that leader makes you want to be more, makes you better, makes you the best you you can be. And if that if you are looking even at your church or your Boy Scouts or whatever it is, and you're not really that that person is really just kind of holding your hand. Well, that's not leadership. That's just a caregiver. Who's who's getting out there? What is your church making you? You know, think about being a patriot, about God and country. Is your is your youth group, is your your social group, your Rotary Club, what are they doing to move the ball in society? And are you inspired to do more because of that you know them? So that's a big mm-hmm. deal. But that was like uh, that, that was my statement there, my comment. So leadership is um, not the guy in charge, but rather leadership is the guy not you the want guy to in follow. charge, but yet the guy you want in charge and that you will follow to the depths. There you go. So that's uh, there's more to leadership than just being oh well, you know there's a lot of CEOs that if you look at a lot of the CEOs in these big corporations, these Fortune 500, you know the top 100 corporations globally, these are not inspirational people, and there a lot of those guys are put in there because it's they're just kind of either a whooping post or it's just their turn or they have charisma and they look good on paper but they have no moxie. There's no nothing they're really driving. Well, look at look at Elon Musk. I mean, Elon Musk, you know, he's he sleeps on his office floor when there's things that have to be done. Needs to stay at work. You know, he 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 has shown that he's in it to win it, right? So people tend to follow him in a way that almost seems blind, but it's not that they're blind; it's they're inspired to move in the same direction he is, because mm-hmm. they're like, man, this guy's doing something. I want to be a part of success. Well, I think what mm-hmm. this world needs right now is more leaders and less politicians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In a minute. You know, do you get this feeling inside you that the world is about to be turned upside down? I I do. And I I was actually thinking about this earlier, just even this show here, is that what we see coming for the future is not so much going to be this, oh, we're going to fix and repair or patch the tire that we have. 
But I think the hierarchy of things, I I really do believe it's almost like resetting this, you know, the 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 uh, the hourglass. Or remember those old wave uh, oil and water wave machines where if you turn it upside down and the oil starts spilling back down and it resets itself when it comes a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. I do believe that now that we are becoming this aware of our freedoms and liberties and our power, and the, even like you were just talking in the first segment about financially, like people are pulling away from traditional banks, the legacy banks, and going to private financing for home mortgages. I mean, imagine if we create that parallel economy, suddenly these banks are thirsty for business. They're not going to be so predatory. But anyway, good competition is good competition, and I think schools benefit from that as well. But we, I think we're going to see when this whole thing does the snow globe, you know, the, the shakeup, I do believe that this knowledge that we're putting out there, the resonance or voice vibrations are going to come back and reset a greater uh, place for humanity in general. I'm not just saying America. I'm saying the world as in the idea that we have seen so much more and pulled back the veil, including the mud floods or the, you know, the world's flood or the Noah flood of things. That a lot of these buildings were already prior to in place prior to us being here, and I did a whole show on my uh, show yesterday on just mud flood stuff in evidence of in Wichita, Kansas, that there were buildings here prior to settlers coming into this area, and hmm. it's really interesting to see how the timelines don't work. But I think we're going to end up on a better side, a better understanding, and be better people. Well, you know, I, I think that right now there's two primary um, paths that are occurring. There's the Western globalism, which is the technocratic, bureaucratic, um, corporate-controlled oligarchy Mm -hmm. that is trying to implement a digital slave state with a totalitarian dictatorship, something like that. Right. And then you have the Eastern, if you want to call it that, the BRICS nations, which seek the same thing but retaining national sovereignty. <laughs> like, like those are the two options you have right now. Right. And either way, you're going to get globalism. And right. behind that is the hidden hand of the World Economic Forum and the financial institutions, the bankers, all these people right. that are just funding both of the sides and saying, we don't care which one you guys choose. We're still going to be in control because we control the money. Mm-hmm. And I think that many people, including Donald Trump, have chosen a side. And I think Donald Trump is like, well, if we retain our national sovereignty, then we have options, right? And I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yet it doesn't resolve the underlining problem is that there is a hidden hand moving the world in one direction. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's like, okay, guys, you're thirsty. Here's Coke or Pepsi. That's what you get. Right. And you're sitting there going, dude, both of those things are loaded with high fructose corn syrup and absolutely horrible for me. Nobody's yeah. saying that. Nobody's right. saying that. They're like, you know what, dude? I'm going to choose the, like, the BRICS national sovereignty option because it's just so much better and uh, we get to keep some of our freedoms. And, yeah, we'll go into globalism. Like, no. Either way, you're going to die. And either way, it's bad for you. Yeah. Like, let's choose water. How about that? And not the tap water. Did you know that the majority of drinks out there, soft drinks, sodas, all these types of things, are made with tap water? Yeah. Yeah, the stuff that already has chemicals and, you know, uh, estrogens and all the other stuff in there. Yeah. Whenever you're buying a a bottle of something from the store, 
Mm-hmm. It's tap water, people. Yeah, it really is. Well, here, let me let me. This is a statement I came up with. I don't know if we've used this on the show or not, but if the government was truly here for your safety and your well-being, the water that comes out of your tap would be structured water that would heal your body. Not, not I wouldn't have to have a reverse osmosis and a softener and all this other equipment to be able to purify my water in my house if the government truly had my safety at heart. Just saying. I mean, we're not talking about Flint, Michigan or anything. I'm just talking about water in general. Water. Water wars are coming, Jim. I know. know. You know, the good people of western New York, though, they don't have much to worry about because they got the Finger Lakes, they got the Great Lakes, they got natural aquifers. Oh, wait. Many of the natural aquifers have already been poisoned by by various different companies in that area. But, hey. Yeah. 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 That's all right. Well, that's yeah, okay, but right. the, but that's see, we, but it's going to get better. We're gonna the, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out, and we're gonna hold these people accountable. I really do think that. Oh, right, yeah, we're gonna hold these coming. people accountable. You know, um, we were talking about J.P. Morgan Chase last night, James Grunvig and myself on mm-hmm. AM After Hours, and uh, he was talking about J.P. Morgan has been fined billions of dollars the last uh, year because of the allegations and the stuff stemming from Jeffrey Epstein, including. Um, you know, taking part in money and laundering operations for human traffickers and mm-hmm. drug traffickers and weapons deals and all this stuff. And uh, so those those people were definitely held accountable, Jim. Um, you know, two of the J.P. Morgan um, senior executives that were involved in this both died of suicide. I mean, they were held accountable, right? Well, somebody um, and, held them accountable. And I say suicide with quotation marks there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they were fined billions of dollars of your money. And by the way, when a bank is fined money, you know what they do is they just increase the fees on you by one one thousandth of a percent because when you have millions of people you can easily pay for those fees simply by just raising a few extra fees or charging people some extra fees or just stealing their money outright Uh, the only way to hold these people responsible is to go in there and absolutely Mm -hmm. arrest prosecute and throw in prison anybody involved that had knowledge of those crimes, but yet it doesn't happen. Right. Well, it's it's uh, it's the uh, it's the their pain threshold. If you're a multi-trillion-dollar corporation and you got fined by a billion dollars, it's like a speeding ticket. It really doesn't matter. And the fact that they, like you said, they can raise a rate here or there, just hit people with a few extra surcharges that they don't know why and. They cover that up in a minute. They can do that even in an afternoon. A lot of times they can just do a pump and dump on a stock and regain that money because they have so much leverage on the market that their move causes the, the stock to either move up so they can dump it, you know, and then they go back and after it drops back down after they leave the market because they left so many, then they mm-hmm. go back and buy it up just like we talked to Bitcoin uh, earlier in the segment is that, you know, they have that ability to do the seesaw thing, and because their buying power is so huge, they can manipulate the casino called the stock exchange. That, that's right. The house always wins, and they are the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny, though, isn't it? Like, they're, they're bunches, like, they're all the casinos are working with each other. It's like you go to Vegas, and they all know your playing card, right? Even though, oh, right. I got a Harris card. Oh, I got an MGM. It's like, no, it's all the same. Yeah, they know what you're doing. That's it. All right. We're going to take a quick break, guys, here. We'll be right back with more of the Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. 
back yep. to the Dark Delight Show. Hamas has trained in Iran before the October 7th what? attack. 500 Hamas fighters got specialized combat training in Iran prior to October 7th. So much so. Are you ready for this? Okay. That the um, that there is a video out there. Mm-hmm. Nicely put. The, it's like a B-roll video, Jim. Really? Okay. okay. Of all these Hamas fighters training in iran like they videotaped it they spoofed it up a little bit you know they they kind of it's like almost like it's actors that were paid to come in and act and be professionally recorded and and this is being released by the israeli military chief spokesman and uh, of course it's the jerusalem times that's releasing the videos showing the the hamas fighters Walking through the wilderness with their backpacks, you know, doing explosives and stuff like that. They're training with the Quid's forces. That's that's right. Mm. Guys, you got to remember. Wag the dog. Wag the dog. That's exactly right. <laughs> is why is it this connection to Iran being made when there is no connection to Iran? I mean, it's like they keep banging it over and over again. So mm-hmm. see, they did Syria for a little bit there. In the very, very beginning, do you remember that? They, were, like, they talked about Syria. But man, they they just flipped over to Iran, and they have not stopped on that that drum over and over and over again. It's kind of interesting to see. So, oh, we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes down. We'll see. We'll see what they do. They'll see how it goes, right? Well, you we already have what twenty was it fifty thousand troops coming into the area? Is that right? Was it fifty thousand or 10,000, 11,000. We have eleven thousand uh, troops coming into the area. So we're just there for support. They're there to help for humanitarian oh, reasons. Yeah. Support. That's it. That's what we use. The word. <sighs> Man, it's, you know, I, I find myself at times kind of like going on to Drudge Report. And the reason I like Drudge Report um, is because, number one, uh, it's got a ton of different mainstream media news all in one place. So I can kind of see the delineation of propaganda. Right. Does that, that make sense? Like, Oh, yeah. When you're looking at it, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is the narrative they're trying to propose today. Yeah. We got anti-Trump sentiment. We got the the newest, biggest thing that's at the top, right? So Israel, Israel, Israel. Donald Trump on the left column. You have Speaker uh, Mike Johnson in the middle. And then on the right column, you have uh, just a whole bunch of nonsense. One interesting article, though. You might like this, Jim. Okay. This common fungus... Can trigger, can trigger key players in the Alzheimer's disease development. What? So, according to Bayer College of Medicine, okay, um, they found that Candida albicans can enter the brain, trigger mechanisms that mechanisms that aid in the clearance and generates toxic protein fragments known as amyloid beta-like peptides, a key player in Alzheimer's. Right. So, hold on, Candida. So this isn't the first time that we've heard about Candida. Right. So if you guys have ever seen those people that have what they call the beer belly. Right. The highly inflamed, bloated belly, and it's like disproportionate to the rest of their body. Mm-hmm. That's Candida buildup within their gut microbiome. Yep. Right? Okay. Um, and Candida are actually the bacteria, or the sorry, the fungus, that they tested within the gut microbiome that can send signals directly to the brain and control your actions, your habits, 
and your behaviors. Not only that is, Jim, what does candida feed off of? Uh, sugar. Sugar. Oh, sugar. That's right. Yep. Your body's energy, your sugar, your electrolysis, all those things, you, the more you feed it that, that uh, poison. By the way, guys, I, hey, listen, I, this is me. This is a confession, right? When we think about sugar and we think about those things, hey, I'm a, I, I'm a sugar guy. You know, I liked sugar. I was doing all that stuff, feed my bugs. You know, I thought it was funny. But in reality, guys, sugar is a poison to our body, the same as alcohol. I mean, our body goes through these processes to get these things out. And if we were doing, you know, sugars that we're getting from like pears and apples and uh, cantaloupes and cucumbers and stuff, that's different. But when we think about where we're getting these sugars from, they are absolutely super toxic, but they feed the parasites. And the parasites poop and pee inside your body as they reproduce and live their life the best they can inside of you. So just, just, it's just, just a little, little something out there. <laughs> you didn't feel bad already. Yep. Bugs are real, man. Bugs are real. But we got here's the other thing. I'm going to say this. Mushrooms have had this horrible stigma that I don't understand and I, you know, I was a part of it too, you know, guys, I get it. I said the same things. But mushrooms were more bioidentical to mushrooms than we are to what they consider to be primates. We have more in common with what mushrooms do and that the benefits they give us is absolutely astonishing. Mm-hmm. And this Alzheimer stuff, this things mm-hmm. that we're just talking about, how there's these things that are triggered, but yet these mushrooms can go in and do certain cleansing and certain healing and certain rewiring of the brain. I say rewiring. I'm not saying like wire in a wrong way, but actually putting the wire back where it used to be to create the mental stability that you're looking for. And uh, we could do that with actually understanding what the government has told you to fear. And if anybody is out there who believes that things that the government has told you, you should always fear, you're like, oh, i got to believe it because the government, but I don't believe them about the vaccine. Okay, well, wait, you, you believe about everything else then? Like, so this is where we got to be mindful of why it is that they have, they, they want us to push away from some things that really heal us and do amazing Well, wasn't things. I saying that the other day? It's like, oh, the vaccine's bad. Our government's trying to kill us. Oh, they're trying to take our rights away. They're trying to take our Second Amendment away. Hey. Hey, government says we need to go to a war with Iran. Oh, let, let's go kill those people. Yeah. Let's make them a parking lot because you know what? <laughs> this time the government's right. Yeah. This is the one time. They, 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 this is their 1%, guys. This is the moment they mm-hmm. came in. <laughs> yeah, They can't always know. be wrong. Yes, they can. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's almost like on purpose at this point. I mean, really, if, if you had a – I mean, this is worse than meteorology. I mean, meteorologists are what? They're uh, only right 50-some percent of the time. Uh, and they still keep their job, but I mean, Ameri- these American politicians and all this other stuff, and the uh, food and you know FDA and all that—they are not getting it right at all. Uh, and we would not be watching them if they were meteorologists, because even we still watch a meteorologist with the uh, level of imperfection they live. But we got to be different, guys. Don't What's fall. What's wrong with meteorologists, Jim? Huh? What? What's what, What's wrong with meteorologists? No, no, they're only right about half the time. <laughs> Even though we got DARPA and that tells them exactly what the weather's going to do tomorrow. <laughs> hey guys, uh, tomorrow it's going to be uh, earthquakes and thunderstorms. Just an FYI, you can, they should they should really be better at this. <laughs> you guys got the machine to create the weather. Hello, you know. Oh, we didn't see it change direction. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, Jim, you know, sir, it's an interesting time to be alive for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And one thing I'm going to urge everybody out there to do is to stay up to date with everything that Jim Price and myself do. Um, you can head over to redpills.tv, R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S.tv, as well as the Jim Price Show. Dot com. You have to do it slow like that, Jim. You know, yeah. and I, I don't want to spell it out for people because that's just such a long name. I try to get him to do like <laughs> jpshow.tv and he just he's like, no, I like thejimpriceshow.com. And I'm like, dude, jpshow.tv. Come on, it's so easy. But he won't do it. He won't. I just okay, don't want to well. change, man. Can't you don't want to change, man. Change scares me. Um, yeah, again, this is, uh, this is what we need to do, right? So we need to be... Uh, we need to be thinking about what me and Josh are going to be doing. We are we can be mindful of how we're going into this transition here. Some amazing and really cool stuff is going to be coming up, uh, along. Uh, we got great announcements coming, guys. I really am. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of what we're doing, uh, Josh. Thank you for being a great partner in all this and what we've been doing together. Uh, we're working hard to try to make sure we survive this and you guys survive it as well because. The longer we win, the longer we stay alive, that is our victory, and we are spoiling their plans by not giving in to them. And so we're out there financially putting ourselves on the line, trying to figure out a way to get you guys to be healthier, to be more mentally acute, to make better decisions, and uh, just to put keep spreading the word, making sure that our word's getting out there. So be you know when we just said, hey, go log into our websites, keep track of what we're doing, that's absolutely real. Uh, we want you guys to be a part of the success. We want you guys to be the, the difference makers and be the reason that they don't win. That's right. Well said, Jim Price. Well said, Jim. That's why I like you, Jim Price. Ah, that guy. I'm doing all right. Um, you're, Josh, you're it's that, been good. You are that guy. You are that guy, Jim Price. <laughs> no, it's been good, Josh. We've had a, This has been a great thing for both of us, and I think it's going to be great going forward as well. So I agree. I agree. All right, people. Well, much appreciated. I will. Uh, me and Jim will be back tomorrow, so we will be back tomorrow. And yeah. I believe we got a full show on Friday because uh, we're not traveling this week. So, yep. Yep. thank you so much, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. We'll see you tomorrow.